Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 53. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Kay Flay. The American rock star and rapper is releasing her new EP today, entitled Inside Voices. In today's episode, we're talking about collaborating with Tom Morello, how she got her start in music, and how she approaches songwriting with others. Here we go. Our guest today is an American singer, songwriter, rapper, and musician who has just released her brand new EP, Inside Voices. The EP features Travis Barker and Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Kay Flay. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing great. I just had um, I had some leftovers. I'm very, I like only eat food cold now. I'm, I don't know what's going on, but something <laughs> happened during quarantine where I don't, I like cannot eat hot food. Oh, it's very strange. Like I, the taste of it is just not good to me. I need, I need my food, like ice, like my oatmeal. I put, I, for instance, I put my oatmeal in the freezer this morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a joke. Is it? Cause like sometimes, um, leftovers can be better cold. Like I, my partner might not agree with me. She might have another opinion. That's fine. Um, with like, I prefer pizza the second day cold. Like I think it's better. But are you talking? <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, I think there's something, and I'd be curious if there's there's like a scientific explanation for this. But I feel like the 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 taste, the chemical properties of cold food create this difference in taste that is like actually richer and better. That's like my working theory. Okay. I don't really know. <laughs> I'm probably wrong. I'm probably wrong. No, I don't. I don't think so. I'm just. It, I find it very curious. You've, you've, I think, broken part of my brain this this morning, but I, but I love it. <laughs> I mean, if if that's if if I can accomplish that in the first five minutes of our conversation, <laughs> I have I've done my I've done my job. That's it. The interview's over. We'll stop recording now. Thank you for your time. Yeah. <laughs> um, congratulations on the EP. Inside Voices is out now uh, worldwide and in Australia. Um, Sometimes I feel like EPs are maybe, they're not, you know how sometimes LPs or like full length records are like the, you know, the, the big thing. And then the EPs are like the little brother or sister that might get 
mm-hmm. overlooked. Um, that's not the case with this. You're not part of my language. You're not fucking around on this. This is. No, 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 no. I'm not fucking around. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's interesting. This, this notion of form, right? Because we're kind of living in this, we're living in a world where a full length record still, of course, holds this, this kind of mystical power, but at the same time, there are so many different ways to put out music. And I think for, for this project, for a variety of reasons, you know, five songs staying concise, especially for me, because I tend to be, I mean, I'll go on and on until someone tells me to shut up. Like (laughs) setting those, setting those limitations is actually quite, is quite uh, motivating and inspiring. And I think powerful. So me really saying, Hey, this is going to be five songs, each of which explores a different voice in my head that I typically silence or censor, but I'm going to make an exception on this song and I'm going to, I'm going to air the, these grievances. Uh, that was, that was a really interesting and exciting way for me to approach this project. Was it always, when you started, was that the kind of mindset from the get go? Was it that you were going to do an EP and kind of have that? Or was it that as time went by and you kind of had song by song that you then thought, that was pretty much the idea at the outset. You know, I'd been working on new music pandemic hit. And I think the vision sort of crystallized from there as I was, you know, producing out these songs and finishing them and recording, they, they started to take on their final form. And I think the path forward became clear. So a little bit of a mix, but I I had a sense of where things were heading. Yeah. No, that's very cool. I can understand that. Um, do you think that today in 2021, obviously previously, like I feel like labels used to want to put out LPs and, and that EPs with the, there's a lot of things that are wrong with streaming services, but do you think that with, um, streaming services, an upside is the fact that you can kind of release one-off singles or EPs as you want and have them out there straight away? Yeah. I mean, I think I do think one benefit of just the wild west of (laughs) streaming music on the internet is that songs just kind of do their thing, you know, and I think it can be totally confounding and bizarre, but it can also be really exciting. And I think as a, as an artist, it feels liberating because it, it just means there's even less to expect when you put out music. And I think that that's actually a great way to live. You know, if you're able, you know, cause like when you first start making music, you have no expectations. You're like, well, I, I made it. Thank God. Cool. <laughs> put it upload, you know, and, and that same type of spirit and energy, I think you start, you start to lose that as you, as you progress in your career and, you know, whether it's singles, remixes, features, you know, I, I feature on a lot of people's tracks, um, just because I love doing it. I love working with other artists and I love collaborating. I love that process. You just, you just really never know what the fuck is going to (laughs) happen. And I I think that that is cool. I think there's an equalizing component of that, which I, which I appreciate. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, you have been, quite a collaborator and there's there's a like a kind of 
mixed bag of artists. When I looked at all the people you'd collaborated with, it wasn't like um like they're all one genre or or whatever else. You've collaborated with um quite a few notable Australians as well. Like I think you've played uh, you've had a song with the June Rats, and um, most recently. I think it was with Ali Bada helped write one of her songs or. Oh yeah. 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 I love Ali. Um, yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. No, I was just going to say that was, you know, it's, it's been really fun in the last year and a half, especially as I've focused a little bit more on kind of behind the scenes writing for others, not, you know, featuring on the track again, just, just from a collaboration standpoint, it's yet another way to like, Cause I, I like basically just want to be in a band. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm out here. I'm alone. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm looking for bandmates. <laughs> when you are, that's very fair. I'm sure that there's many willing people to be your bandmates. I'm sure that there's not a lack of, um, not a lack of uh, interest there from other people. When you are approaching those projects, whatever they may be, what do you look for? Like what kind of stands out to you to be like, yeah, you know what? I'll get on board with that or I'll jump on board. I think it's it's really just whether there's an organic connection, you know, simple as that. And, and to your point of like, I have collaborated with a lot of different artists in different genres. You know, I don't really care like what people are up to on some level. I mean, I do. I'm interested, but I I mean more in a in a judgment and making decisions capacity. If I'm if I'm excited by the the music and the people and we have a a real connection to me that's the basis of of great collaboration and i i also think you afford yourself a lot of freedom as an artist or a writer when you collaborate because it's almost like you know if you go out with a friend all of a sudden the possibilities are different because well, I'm with Simon and Simon likes to do this. So yeah, maybe we'll do this. Like I wouldn't normally do it myself, but I'm, I'm with Simon. So, you know, and that, that same sort of mentality extends to the creative process. So I think for me, I'm always looking for ways to get outside of my own head. I'm so bored of my own head. Uh, it's, it's nice to escape. (laughs) It's nice. It's nice to get some relief from this, this thing. (laughs) Uh, especially during quarantine, I can imagine that's, um, that's very oh fair. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Correct. <laughs> the, um, the latest collaborate, oh, there's two collaborations on this, in this EP, the, mm-hmm. um, the big one, and I'll, I'll break it into two parts. I want to talk about what the song is about in a second, but I want to talk while we're talking about collaboration is, um, the gentleman that you have on guitar, Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine, which is, um, it's the track itself is massive. Your part of the song is massive. And then it's almost like unmistakable Tom Morello guitar that just, I'm not even going to try an air guitar. This is just going to look silly on my end. <laughs> um, but how, how I, I know that you've worked pre, uh, with him previously. How did it kind of come about around this time that he was going to be on this track and, and play? Yeah. So TGIF in some ways is, my favorite song on the EP, just because of how it evolved over time, it it began as a really small guitar demo that I did 
at my studio, my old, not this place, but a different one, um, my old studio. And, you know, just this kind of stream of consciousness, like, I don't even know why I'm saying, thank God it's Friday. I'd been thinking about, you know, capitalism and everything that's wrong with it. And yet here I am participating in it. And that's <laughs> fucked, you know, like, <laughs> fuck, oh God. Um, and, and Donald Trump was still the president. So, you know, it's like the first line of the song, the world is run by lunatics. So who gives a fuck? You know, it's, it's just, I think there was that sense of just utter absurdity. And I started working on it with Tommy English and JT Daly, who are two producers that I've, you know, long-term collaborators with me and really good friends of mine during quarantine and the track just started getting you know gnarlier more unhinged more demented and hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It, it came up, well, let's like text Tom. Like, see if he's going to play guitar <laughs> on this. Like you, you already name check Rage Against the Machine. That was, you know, prior to Tom being out song. So I, I texted Tom who, as you mentioned, we've collaborated in the past and I, I really, really like Tom. Like, you know, you meet, you meet a lot of people in this uh, strange world and there are just some of them where you're like, wow, you are awesome. You're, he's a great person. He's super smart. He's really kind, extremely hardworking and really, and really like open to new music and new ideas, which I love. So I hit Tom up. I just texted him, texted him the song <laughs> and he was like, Oh yeah, I love this. Uh, I'll send you something next week. <laughs> and I, I think I wrote to him. I was like, just go as crazy. Like go, go insane. The point of the track is that it's insane. So like, there's just like play as long as you want. And you know, it's a pretty long guitar solo. Like, oh, I mean, I, I don't think it's too long at all, of course, but I just mean <laughs> in the modern age of music of like, well, we only have eight bars for the solo. Um, you know, it's like a full 16 bar guitar solo. And yeah, yeah I thought, you know, I, I just thought Tom, Tom totally understood the spirit of the track. And what's interesting is the song was made by four Midwesterners. Um, three of us are from the Chicago suburbs here in the States. And another one is from Ohio. And so I think there's something we're all very mild mannered as people, but as musicians, we're all, <laughs> kind of wild so it was, it was cool 
I feel like this kind of leads into what I wanted to talk about uh, next because the EP, from what I understand, is like some of the tracks are about finding uh, a way to express like things that are difficult to vocalize. Do you find that, well, just as you said, like your mild mannered Midwesterners, do you find that music is that kind of uh, channel or medium for you to be able to express yourself or talk about difficult things? 100%. Yeah. I mean, music, yeah, music is the place and music in many ways, it's the starting point right? Like it, it is the place, but it's also the springboard for me because, well, once I say it in a song, then it's kind of part of my life, you know? So it, it, it gives me license even as Christine, the individual to explore some of this uncomfortable stuff. And I think, you know, not to dive too deep into my own psychology, but I think that that's been a very, a very helpful thing for me just as a human being. I was, you know, a pretty regimented, uh, rigid teenager, uh, in many ways, very, very strict with myself and very strict with others. And music has been this incredible avenue to explore gray area and explore contradiction and explore my own hypocrisy. (laughs) And that's been incredibly useful just just as a just as a person and and just in terms of my own growth yeah i can well, a, a number of people that we do speak to it is um i think like any good artist it's like a a vessel almost to be able to get out what you're feeling or what is going on in inside your head or inside the heart or whatever it may be when you um when you first started writing music and please correct me if i've got this wrong the origin story that i kind of heard for your start of music was like not a not a mistake but wasn't planned uh right into, yeah yeah i mean i was in an argument with my my ra at university mm-hmm. um about about the music that was on the radio and i was like this shit you know, I could write, I could write something better than that. You know, of course me, like with the, the hubris of a 19, 20 year old. And, um, that was the starting point was, I was just like really doing it as kind of a joke and in response to an argument. And, you know, clearly though, there was something about that process that was compelling to me and exciting to me. And so that's how things began. And I just, you know, I got interested in production and I, I, I enjoy the technical side of making music as well. Um, I enjoy m- many components of sort of like engineering and, and production and all these small things. So I think that appealed to me or appealed to sort of like a mathematical part of my brain. And I, yeah, I essentially just kept saying yes you know, I, I was making these random horrible songs, by the way, putting them, I was learning to code. So I was putting them on a website I made and some kid at, at school heard them and was like, Oh, I'm putting a show together. Do you want to play? And I was like, I had never played a show. I mean, I didn't know what to do. I'd never, I wasn't, I wasn't in bands. I didn't know what the hell was going on. So I was like, okay, sure. And you know, really it's been this, me just saying yes, having the either just delusion 
who knows what motivates it? Like, I don't think I'm a, I don't think I'm like a raging, you know, monomaniacal narcissist. So I think I'm more than anything, just very curious. I'm very curious to see what happens. And so I kind of kept just, you know, seeing what happened. And now here, I I continue, I continue to be curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Have you? Has there ever been ever con- uh, like any contact with the RA since? About- oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think he he has like a kid now and stuff, or maybe a couple kids. But he had come to some of my early shows, and yeah, definitely like it was not an antagonistic relationship. It was a fr- it was <laughs> yeah. fr- it was friendly argument. Well, that's cool. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So no, no bad blood at all. But, and you know, a lot of it's, it's kind of cool. Like a lot of people who I went to university with who, you know, now live all over the world come to shows and are like, dude, I saw you play at a frat party and it was so weird. And now it's really cool (laughs) that you actually are good at music now. (laughs) And this show's better than that one. (laughs) I feel like it is, even though it's like a, a friendly, as you said, not antagonistic, it is nice that you're able to be like, well, I like, I showed you, like, not even I showed you, right. but like, <laughs> yes, I, I did do better than what was playing on the radio. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm, now I am on the radio. Now I'm the shit that's on the radio. Um, <laughs> that some other teenagers like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> In about another 15 years, there'll be an interview where someone oh you know, will say, I was listening to Kay Flay and it's just not my, not my uh, jam. I'm like, this bitch is on the radio. Okay. Okay. I can make music. No, it is interesting though to think about like this full circle stuff and how in in the most beautiful way uh you yeah you kind of like you have to have the humility to understand that like it's all it's all very funny what you know whatever's happening is is sort of funny (laughs) no i can yeah i can definitely understand that uh you're about to, I think you've got a few shows in August and September, but about to kick off a big tour, uh, the inside voices, outside voices tour in, um, February. What are you you looking forward to getting back on the road and being able to play proper shows? Yes. I'm like, a, you know, I sort of have the personality of an eight year old. So I've, I've really been cooped up. I'm ready to like (laughs) jump on a jump off of a jungle gym. Uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. And, you know, as a, as a society, I feel like the, the group catharsis of the live show is very important. And it's something that in many ways I took for granted because one of the, one of the things you hear as a musician, and it's something that I also said, cause it was true is, you know, streaming, who knows, radio, who knows, but we always have the live show. We can always just like get out yeah. there and tour. And I think there was this really just like a premise kind of undergirding being a musician that the live show is, is all we really have. And so when that went away, it was, yeah, certainly a moment of reckoning. And for me, a very clarifying moment because it helped me to understand what I really love and appreciate about the live show. Uh, which is not, you know, uh, it's, it's really, it's really that, that moment of out of bodiness that 
I think as a performer, you always strive to have, and as an audience member, you always strive to have, and I, you know, I go to a lot of shows, so I'm, I'm on both sides of this, but it's like, how do you get outside of yourself in, in a way that isn't like destructive, but it's actually building <laughs> community and it's beautiful. You know, it's like, we're yeah. all trying to exit our own body at least for, you know, a, a fleeting one hour or 90 minutes. <laughs> and, and I think that's just such a beautiful thing that I get to be a part of. So yes, I'm really looking forward to playing live shows and just looking forward to, to figuring out how to make that experience even more engaging and interesting for people. Cause that's, I mean, I guess that's my job, you know, on some level yeah. is like to, is to curate <laughs> that experience and, and make it great. No, it's very exciting. I know that, um, even in doing my research is that a lot of people, a lot of KFA fans are, um, looking forward to the tour. So I think it should be very exciting when it does happen. Um, Lastly, we would usually ask our guests on the podcast what they're currently listening to or if there's anything that's getting a, a, a thorough uh, spin on the record player or on the streaming services. Oh, yes. Um, currently, I have been listening to a lot of the new Brockhampton record, which I'm really loving. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of always love when there's some type of collective and, you know, anything from like broken social scene on the, on the other side of things, but just <laughs> where you can have a lot of different voices and a lot of different energy in one project. So I, I'm really loving that. I was going back and actually I hadn't listened to this record in a while, but the other maybe what sparked it a month ago i was like man i really want to listen to that last julia jacqueline record i haven't listened to that in a while and shot just shouting out a, a fellow aussie <laughs> and i was like man it's so good she's such a great songwriter um so i've been listening to a lot of that the the last month and I've been listening to a lot of uh, Beethoven piano sonatas because okay. I um, listen to them. I've begun constructing my own crossword puzzles during quarantine. Like I'm an oh, avid cool. solver, but I've been started making my own. And when I'm <laughs> when I'm when I'm building my own puzzles, that's what I listen to because it's like my concentration music. So that's not that exciting, maybe, but it's an honest answer. No, I very, one, we always appreciate an honest, uh, an honest answer, but um, I think, yeah, no, classical music is always good for like focus music. It's, it's, there's something about it. Just, I'm not sure. Yeah. And I, I listened to, I listened to Beethoven piano sonatas all throughout college writing every paper I ever wrote. So there's something like Pavlovian now about my response to hearing it which is like, yeah. I need to focus and do good work <laughs> and use my brain. So it's, 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 it's almost like a, there's an animalistic uh, training component. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, look, hopefully you're still able to enjoy it some, somewhat. Um, hopefully yes, it's not yes, too much yes, of like oh, yeah. a, a trigger almost, if you will. <laughs> um, Kefei, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Congratulations again on the EP. Um, and we look forward to when we can have you back uh, in Australia for some shows. Yes, me too. Thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Simon. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Kay Flay for her time. 
Inside Voices is out now, and we've left links in the show notes if you want to stream the EP or check out her international tour dates. We also want to give a huge shout out to Tess at Six Burrows Media for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes, where you'll be able to listen to all of our guests' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.